All right, everybody. This is Get the Ball Rolling, a sports podcast with your host, Tyler Fessler. To start off, I want to introduce myself, uh, the purpose of this podcast series, and what to, well, I guess what to expect from that as well. Um, first off, I'm, I'm Tyler Fessler. I am, live here in, in a beautiful part of the country in southern Utah, down here in the desert. I am currently going to the to the university here, and I'm studying business administration. Hopefully, to move on to get my master's. However, I ever since I was a little kid, I've been obsessed with sports. Uh, I absolutely love sports, and I was sitting on my couch one day, and I was thinking, "Hey, you know what? I think I can provide a unique perspective to the listeners out there uh, in the podcast world about sports. Uh, a unique perspective about sports. I hope." Uh, the purpose of this podcast is to provide that perspective and to inform my listeners and followers and just uh, average day listeners, I guess, uh, about the sports and what I think about the sports, I guess, is the, is, the, is the biggest thing. I hope to provide you guys with with interviews uh, from people that are within the industry, um, hopefully start here and, and work, work my way up to get some, some bigger names and uh, I will be getting married in 13 days, so this is a crazy time, I guess, to start a podcast. However, I'll be able to bring my my perspective of being a newlywed and facing the, the challenges of early marriage as well as uh, applying that into the sports world. I also – I am – a cross country runner by trade. I absolutely love running. I think it is one of the best sports in the world. Uh, if you had to, if you had to choose one, uh, it's by far my favorite. Running, I like. I, my specialties include the the five k, the ten k, oh the the eight kilometer. I guess now that I'm running college and the the half marathon. Uh, so uh, that's just a little bit about me and, and what I hope to to accomplish with this podcast series. Alright, so we're going to be starting off this, this segment or this, this, this podcast series with an interview from uh, a football coach here in Southern Utah at Southern Utah University. Uh, this is Coach Ryan Hunt. He is the associate head coach and the defensive line uh, coach as well. He, uh, he coaches at Southern Utah University. Southern Utah University is located in Cedar City, Utah, has a population of about 30,000 people. Uh, it is just a small little town nestled in the foothills of, of the mountains of Southern Utah in the southwestern part of the state. A little bit about the history of Southern Utah and Southern Utah University. Uh, they first had a football team. It started back in 1963, and it played in the NAIA. It was later moved up to Division II, where they played in the, the RMAC, or the Rocky Mountain Athletic Conference, for about 20 years there, it looks like. And then they went, they moved to the WFC, which is a Western football conference, and they let, later joined uh, the American West Conference, uh, they also played in the Great West Conference, and in 2010, they announced their admission to the Big Sky Conference, uh, and they had a two-year probationary period, and it came in 2012 when they were officially uh, a part of the Big Sky uh, Conference. They have been, they have played three times, it looks like, in the FCF playoffs uh, in 2013. They lost to Sam Houston State in the second round, or first round, sorry, excuse me. Uh, in 2015, they 
Also lost to Sam Houston State in the first round, uh, but not for a lack of effort. They only lost by three points that time. And in 2017, they made it to the second round, and they, they lost to Weaver State University, which is located in Ogden, Utah. But these these guys, uh, they're doing a great job, this coaching staff. Uh, the head coach there is Demario Warren. He's been the head coach since 2016. Um, this last season was a little bit of a rough season, going 1-10, however... Uh, I am confident that they are able to bounce back this season. Uh, they're only two years removed from going 9-3 and three in 2017, and that's when they made it to the second round. They were able to play uh, the University of Oregon that year. Uh, they played a few other uh, big big schools. They in that year in 2017, they beat the 16th ranked Weber State University Wildcats by a score of 32 to 16, and the number eight Eastern Washington University Eagles 46 to 28. And then to finish off the season, they beat the number 23 Northern Arizona University Lumberjacks 48-20. to But then again, later lost to Weaver State University in the second round of the FCS playoffs. So these guys, they definitely know what they're doing. They're doing a great job at Southern Utah University. I'm really excited to have him on. Hopefully we can get him on here shortly, ask him a few questions about uh, spring camp, again, the, uh, what we want to see for this next season, what, what there is next season to, to be expected. And, and so, yeah, I'm super excited. So I will be calling the coach here shortly. We are good to go. Okay, uh, today we are here with Coach Ryan Hunt. He is a coach at Southern Utah University. So, Coach, how long have you been at SUU, and how did you get to Southern Utah University? Okay, I've been here for, let's see, I graduated high school clear back in, in the 99 era, and I, I actually was a walk-on football player here, and I've, I've never left. So I went from being a player one week to the next week I was a a graduate assistant coach and then and you know kind of worked my way up the ladder so I've been here for almost 20 years oh that's super awesome okay so let's go we'll start off with the the first question Uh, what was the main focus going into spring camp this year for you guys uh getting better you know just fundamentally getting better uh you know I think we had talked before, uh, you know, we've had a ton of success here, specifically with this coaching staff. Uh, you know, we didn't forget how to coach overnight with, with the disappointing season that we had last year. We just got in a situation where, you know, not making excuses, but, you know, we, we had a ton of injuries and we had a super young roster and, and those kinds of things. And so, you know, just getting back to, to fundamentals, making sure that, you know, we cross all the T's, dot all the I's, that kind of stuff. Yeah, awesome. I noticed that uh, the leading rusher Jay Green and uh, Chris Hilbig—they're both—and the leading passer—they're coming back this next year. So it looks like you guys are going to be pretty pretty solid on that on that front, right? Yeah, we definitely return a lot of guys. So you know, just looking at our overall roster going into last season, so prior to 2018, we only had 20 upperclassmen in the entire program. That was 12 seniors. They've now exhausted their eligibility and moved on. And that left eight juniors in the program. Since we signed one one uh, grad transfer that came down to us from Utah State, so now we're up to nine seniors in the program. And so we're still a young overall team, but you know we played a ton of freshmen last year. Those freshmen are now sophomores. 
you know, some guys were able to redshirt with the new redshirt rules, that kind of thing, get some actual game experience and things like that. So we're returning quite a few guys that, that played a significant role for us. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, um, the next question. So so you've been talking about people coming back this next year and people to watch for. Who do you think, you know, two or three players that are going to be kind of the, the, the bright lights or the impactful players of this upcoming season, both on the offensive and defensive side? Yeah, you know, offensively, you know, I think our team's led by, you know, starting at the center position with Zach Larson. He's an All-American. He does a really good job. He, you know, works extremely hard worker. He's a physical player. He's, you know, tough in the trenches, that kind of thing. Uh, you already mentioned a couple of the guys with Chris Helbig getting him back, you know, and getting pushed by Tyler Skidmore. So we feel good at quarterback. We have a, you know, we have a guy that can lead us. We also have some really good depth. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, we got a lot of guys in the backfield, you know, that I think can can kind of lead and push the way Jay Green being kind of the workhorse. I think uh, Misi Falila or James Falila is another guy that I think is going to touch the ball a bunch. And then, you know, defensively, uh, you know, we got kind of a, a by committee type thing, but we've got some really good players. I think Jalen Russell is a is a plays at the quarterback position, but he's a guy that, you know, from week to week we can say, hey, we got a good matchup. We believe in our corner. We can put them on their best wide receiver and hopefully, you know, play with play 10 on 10 now because we feel like we can match him up with anybody in the country. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, just a little bit, uh, talking about your guys' success, I know this last this last week would have been pretty exciting for you guys as a coaching staff because Logan Parker and Marquez Tucker both signed two NFL contracts. So how does it feel as a coach and as a coaching staff to be able to develop these players uh, into the, like to get them prepared for the next level? Yeah, you, I mean, you want to know what's crazy is, is you, you hit the nail right on the head is development. You know, those guys, you first of all, come in with super high character, super high work ethic. But Logan Taylor, or Logan Parker, excuse me, was actually a cornerback out of Bingham High School. And, you know, years ago, coaches had the vision hey i think this kid can be an exceptional tight end he never blinked at it he never said no but i'm a corner i you know that kind of thing he just accepted it he put he got his body in a position where you know he worked out extremely hard got his body weighed up and was a super productive player for us and you know he developed into a really good football player that that, you know a lot of our success over all the years is, is you know he can take a big hand in that marquez tucker was a kid that you know was a little bit underweight junior college offensive lineman uh you know i know he and coach fernandez had a really good relationship throughout the recruiting process aaron worked his butt off to get the kid and you know he gets here and he just he went right to work you know hey how much do i need to weigh and boom he you know gets his body weight up and and then you know these guys have opportunities like that and you know there's a lot of guys that have paved the way for for guys like logan and and marquez and things like that but those guys ultimately did the work and i mean they're they're blue collar guys for sure that's awesome yeah i was i was uh watching i had written their names down i was keeping tabs on them since uh the pro day that you had here in saint george and i was yeah. excited to see that they that they were signed all right so we'll got we got two more questions for you so uh two years ago you guys won the big sky regular season you know they, you won the big sky championship and what was the experience of playing in the fcs playoffs um just talk about that a little bit this is the experience itself yeah, I think, you know, anybody in, in this level of football, I think, is is unbelievable. 
uh, you know, if I'm a Utah kid out there, I mean, I don't know how many kids are getting recruited by BYU, Utah State. I think, you know, those schools do a really good job in the state. But how many kids really get to go play at those those institutions? You know, when you're looking at a school like us, you know, and being able to say, hey, there's going to be a true champion. There's a playoff system. You know, the great educational experience that you're going to get at SUU and things like that. But there's nothing like those playoffs. I mean, we, we hosted a home playoff game on Saturday night. It was ESPN. You know, they're bringing in extra lights, you know, that kind of thing. And, the you know, this town is kind of captivated captured what SU football is all about we've had tremendous support you know we've been we've been filling up the stadium consistently and and doing a good job and and I mean I looked around and I you know like I said I've been involved here 20 years and there's nothing I mean that's so far that's been the highlight of, of my career my time here at SU yeah that was awesome I was I was actually watching it on ESPN so that was a pretty good it was really cool to, to see him and it was the, the in-state rival against Weber State yeah, that game yeah. as well just to, just to add a little bit more flavor to, to what Absolutely. you'd already talked about alright so last question you were just talking about the, the FCS playoffs and uh, there's been an ongoing debate between my friends and, and the podcast and stuff between should the FBS uh, expand their their, their playoff system. So, I mean, you're on the FCS side of things. You've you've been in the playoff situation. So, do you think that the FBS would would benefit from a playoff system like the FCS has? I think I think years ago they you know they're trying to get it to where there is a playoff system with the four teams and, and things like that in the college football playoff. I don't know if it's right for FBS. I you know I I think that level is is so much about money and revenue and and those types of things uh so i don't know if it's technically right for fbs you know there's a lot of history and pageantry and things like that but i do know that you know hey every once in a while at our level even there's somebody that, that slips in the back door that you think yeah you know they haven't done it or you know they can't do it or whatever and then all of a sudden they're playing in the championship game you know and so i know that that's kind of the way sports is set up is Let's play it on the field. Let's settle on the field. I don't think a lot of games should be settled on paper per se, and I think that's kind of the, the FBS model is, you know, they're quote-unquote experts that get to decide who gets to be among those four teams at our level. Hey, they, you know, they have a field of a 24, and that gets pared down pretty fast to, you know, 16 and 8 and 4, and and then the, the two teams left there to battle it out at the very end. And I mean, I think that's a true – test of, of what a champion really is you know not it wasn't determined by an expert or on paper or anything like that it's it's played out over about a month time span and you know the true champion gets to hoist that trophy at the end of the year yeah that's for sure well well thank you for your comments i uh, i've looked at the schedule i think you guys are going to do awesome this this upcoming season uh, the coaching staff is is 12 and 5 against common opponents you guys are playing this year so i wish you good luck and thank you for your time coach awesome so, ladies and gentlemen, that was Coach Ryan Hunt. It's always good to be able to get uh, a different perspective on the season, get get someone that's actually in the game and, and is coaching. It is extremely exciting to be able to talk to him, to be able to interview him. Uh, that is my my first major interview with with a uh, with a coach, and it, that really excites me to what what we talked about. 
So as of right now, you know, I'm looking at the schedule this this upcoming season. There isn't anything posted or any people really talking about this upcoming season. I know this is also the Big Sky Conference. Um, it's in the FCS, but oh, I I like to cover it. They are they're a local team, but they they went one and ten last year, and I honestly think that was a an exception to the rule. I don't think that was the rule. This coaching staff has done awesome awesome things in. In the last couple of years, uh, they were able to get the Big Sky title a couple of years ago. So I really think they're going to get this team back on schedule. I don't think I think um, you know if you're going down to Vegas to put any to put any money on it, or if someone says you know I think SUU will have the same exact schedule as last year. No, I, that is completely false. They are going to be a lot better. Um, you know, looking at the schedule uh, this upcoming season, they do they only play one uh, FBS team. That's they play at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, UNLV uh, to start off the season uh they do play in northern iowa which is an interesting game northern iowa normally is a pretty good football team uh, they've had a couple uh, last year was kind of a down year i think for them as well going in seven and six but i think that uh if they, if they can snag a win against them i mean they are one and oh this coaching staff against northern iowa so i would be willing to put uh, I'd be willing to say that they get a win there. Uh, looking down a, little, a couple weeks later, they're at South Dakota State. I think that's going to be really interesting because South Dakota State was number three last season in the FCS. Uh, they finished super well. They played uh, really well, finished overall 10-3. and three. So I think that's a really intriguing matchup if you're looking uh, at a coaching perspective. And then a few weeks later, uh, once when we get into October, I believe it's October 12th, they're playing at Weaver State. And I think that, uh, that just adds the rivalry. This coaching staff is one and two against Weaver State, but they did beat them in the, they did beat them for the Big Sky regular season title and then later lost them in the second round of the playoffs. So I think it's going to add a little bit of flavor, a little bit of, uh, Rivalry, I guess. A little bit of water has been under the bridge between Weber State and SUU. Uh, Weber State finished 10 and 3 last season and finished number 4 in the postseason rankings in the FCS. Uh, a little bit, and then the next week later, they play UC Davis, which also went 10 and 3 last year. They were super good. And then again, two weeks after that, they play at Montana State. They're in Bozeman. That will be on Root Sport Television if you, if you watch locally. So I really think that this is an intriguing matchup. This, like I said, this, this coach. This coaching staff, they've already won a Big Sky title. They've only been in the Big Sky since 2012. So to already have two Big Sky titles in six years, I think that is extremely impressive uh, for a university. Uh, this this upcoming season, the, the combined wins of the opponents last season was 76 with the losses of 65. So just a little bit above 50%. Uh, so I think... They're playing a little bit easier competition. I think that they're able to get. They play people at ideal parts in the game in in the in the season. The the, the coaching staff here has a combined record of twelve and five against common uh, against the opponents that they're playing this next year. Uh, this team also returns their their re- leading rusher Jay Green, their leading passer Chris Hilbig, and their leading receiver Landon Meesum. On the defensive side, they also are returning their leading, their sack leader on defense, Ossie Watson. So I really think this team is going to be an overall and improved, improved, uh, Southern Utah University team. I think if you are a Thunderbird and Thunderbird Nation, I think you'd be really excited to get out to the games, get out to Eccles Stadium in Cedar City, and really cheer on the local fan, the the local team, because 
I really think this team could do something special. I think they're, uh, I think they're in the top of the big sky. And you're kind of looking at how the schedules line up. Again, only having one FBS team really helps. Uh, that that is UNLV, and UNLV only went four and eight last year. So there is a time uh, that that someone in, to snag a to the FCS team to snag a win against FBS, it would be against UNLV. The other uh, a couple years ago, UNLV lost to Howard, which was one of the biggest you know spreads that that wasn't supposed to happen, and it did. So I think that they could snag one there. And if, you know what, if you start off the season right in Las Vegas, you and you prepare yourself for Northern Iowa, and you get your head on right. I really think that this team can really catch fire. I'm really excited to to see where they go, but. Um, I will give a record prediction when it gets a little bit closer, but I just wanted to give a little uh, pre-season, pre-summer, uh, post-spring camp interview. So stay tuned for more on Southern Utah University.